interaction, communication, conversation, intimacy. At the core of our very being, we are drawn to him, drawn to his voice, drawn by a whisper, yet we are deafened by this world, assailed by the noise, our senses convulsing in the daily fight for attention, the momentum of activity threatening to steal control. But he is always speaking. In the extraordinary and the ordinary, he is always speaking, always waiting, waiting for us to tune in to the wavelengths of his voice, to find life in the richness of his word, waiting for us to take hold of the promise that we might hear him. very warm welcome to everyone here, everyone joining in our Cambridge campus and online. It is my joy and delight to be sharing on hearing God's voice. And this is a subject that I care deeply about. Um, over the years, I have been on a wonderful journey of learning to hear God's voice. And I can say that there is nothing like hearing the voice of God. In every season, in the mountaintop moments in life when everything is going well, and in the valleys, the pits, those times in life when I haven't known what on earth is going on, it has been God's voice that has been my rock and my sustainer. Now, I was on a prayer walk around our village about a year ago, and I was spending about 40 minutes just jabbering away to God, nonstop. It was very much a sort of one-way conversation. And towards the end of the walk, I realised I had done all the talking and hadn't given God a word in Edgeways. So slightly apologetically, I kind of smiled, laughed to myself and said, I'm so sorry, God, I've done all the talking. Is there anything that you want to say? If there is, would you speak? And I looked up and almost instantly, as clear as day, I heard him say, wake up and smell the roses. Now, it was one of the clearest things I have ever heard God say. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was a phrase that came into my mind instantly and landed in my spirit. Now, I'm sure many of you know that phrase, wake up, smell the roses. I knew exactly what God was saying in that moment. It was a, a word of loving challenge. And because I was in a season of feeling pretty discontented with my season, and uh, God was saying, Annabelle, wake up, smell the roses, enjoy this season that you're in. Life is happening right now. Grab it in your hands and own it. And, you know, and maybe that word resonates with some people here today. It was, it was exactly what I needed to hear. And that one word from God has changed my life. Throughout this last year, God has been leading me through that one word on a wonderful journey out of a season of discontent. And he's helping me to see the beauty in the season that I'm in. But notice it happened when I actually asked him to speak. I've been, there have been countless times this year where I've heard him God, so, God clearly speak so 
so clearly into my situation, but it only happened after I said, God, would you speak? And I believe all of us today can hear clearly the voice of God wherever we're at in our journey or our life. But it is a journey to learn how to hear it. Now, uh, as a primary school teacher, one of the things I've come to realise with children, especially with young children, is that they love to use their outside voice. This is the voice that is designed to be heard 50 metres away in the playground. And sometimes this outside voice spills over into the classroom. And as teachers, our job is to help our children use their inside voices. Um, Those voices more appropriate for the classroom than the playground. Now, I think that God has an outside voice and an inside voice as well. I think that God loves to and can speak in loud and dramatic ways. However, I think a primary way that God likes to speak to us, his people, is through his inside voice, through a quieter voice. I think God loves to whisper. And this is what we're going to be exploring today. God loves to whisper. So this week, we're going to return to a scripture that Dwayne shared with us in week one about the prophet Elijah in 1 Kings. Now, this may be a familiar passage to many of us, um, but I want to return to it because I think it's one of the most explicit examples in the Bible of God speaking in a whisper. For those of you who aren't familiar with the context, so prophet Elijah um, is running away to the desert, fearful for his life. Um, Jezebel, who is King Ahab's wife, is threatening to kill him and he's running away to the desert. When he reaches the desert, he is exhausted and he's actually at the point of suicide. He's completely spent. Um, But in God's kindness, an angel comes and gives him physical and emotional refreshment. And then the angel tells Elijah not to give up, but to get up and go on a 40-day journey to Mount Horeb. And when he arrives at Mount Horeb, God asks, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah pours out his heart to God. And then God says this, go and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was the sound of a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? So notice here, God is not in the wind, the fire or the earthquake. Now, these are all ways that God had spoken to the Israelites previously. God does speak in loud and dramatic ways. But here in this moment, God chooses to speak in a whisper. One translation calls this low whisper a gentle blowing. Another version calls it a still, small voice. So clearly God speaks through whispers, not whiskers, whispers. The question is, why? I think there's something about a whisper. Um, So the unit used to measure sound is decibels. And if a sound exceeds 110 decibels, our blood pressure 
increases. Um, so the other night, I woke up to the sound of the biggest thunderclap in my life. I leapt out of my skin. I thought the world was ending. Now, thunderclaps apparently average around 120 decibels. Um, so my blood pressure was pretty high in that moment. And I can imagine Elijah, when he watched the wind tearing the rocks off the mountain and watched that earthquake, his blood pressure was pretty high. Now, contrast that to a whisper. A whisper measures just 15 decibels. So back to the question of why God so often chooses to speak in a whisper and it becomes a little more apparent. Loud sounds are stressful. Our bodies are not designed to cope well with loud noises. Now, a couple of weeks ago, uh, Dwayne juxtaposed God's voice with the enemy's voice. He said the enemy's voice stresses us. God's voice calms us. The enemy's voice rushes us. God's voice stills us. The enemy's voice brings pressure. God's voice brings peace. The Hebrew word for whisper, demama, can be translated as silence, stillness, or calmness. Whispers calm, they still, they bring peace. So God could choose to be a commander, to boss us around all day, to shout orders at us. Uh, Would you rather be shouted at all day or whispered to? And I love in an already stressful world, God chooses so often to soothe us with his whisper. And it's exactly what Elijah needed in that moment of just depleted, stressed out state. But I think there's another reason that God loves to speak in whispers. A whisper is such an intimate thing. We have to really be leaning in to listen to the person whispering to us. I think that God whispering to us is a reflection of his deep love for us and his desire to draw us into an intimate relationship. So we see in the passage before and after this moment that God speaks in a whisper, God takes the initiative to encourage an honest conversation with Elijah. He says, what are you doing here, Elijah? Now, when the Lord asks the question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. He knows exactly why Elijah is there, but he wants Elijah to express to him, why does he think he's there? What's going on for him? In the words of Jeff Lucas, he wrote a really great book on Elijah. Elijah, talk to me. Throw aside your nice, pleasant speech and just tell me what's going on in that locked mind of yours. And Elijah responds to this honest conversation by pouring out his heart to God, telling him everything that is going wrong. The whisper of God to Elijah is reflective of this intimate relationship that they enjoy together. And the Lord wants the same relationship with you. He wants to draw you into an honest, open conversation and relationship where you feel safe to express what is really going on inside of you. And sometimes whispers are also a way to communicate secrets, things that we don't necessarily want other people to hear. Jeremiah 33 says, Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets you do not know about things to come. One intimate thing, God wants to share his secrets with you. What an amazing expression of intimacy and friendship. So God loves to whisper. 
And we also see that small whispers can lead to big breakthroughs. Don't be fooled by a whisper. They may only measure 15 decibels, but they can pack a punch. Um, When I was 18 years old, I went to a ministry school in California for my gap year. And it was during this year that I really learned how to hear the whisper of God. And uh, during the middle of the year, I felt God say that he wanted me to go on a treasure hunt. Now, this was not a treasure hunt for gold. Um, A treasure hunt in this sense is where you ask God for words of knowledge for people in the community, and then you go and find them and bless them. So I asked my housemate if she wanted to go because it's always advised and recommended to do this sort of thing in pairs for a whole host of reasons. Um, However, she said she couldn't come till the afternoon and I felt it was quite urgent. I felt like I needed to go now. Um, So I was pondering this while I was curling my hair um, and I sensed that God say that he wanted me to go to Winco, which is an American supermarket chain, where I'd find a man in his 50s and 60s with a, a... a black tracksuit and white stripes, and he had a knee injury. So I didn't hear the audible voice of God. Whilst I was curling my hair, it was like in the mirror, I saw this image of this man in the tracksuit, and his knee was like flashing red, like a siren. Um, So I wrote this down, and off I went to Winco. And so I arrived, and I got my trolley, pretending I was, you know, shopping. And I was walking around the aisles and honestly pretty relieved after a while when I didn't see this man. Um, And I kept wondering and I couldn't find him. So I felt to just go outside and wait at the entrance. And I was waiting for a while and I just heard him say, wait. And then after about a minute, there he was. A man in his 50s, 60s, he actually had a black tracksuit with blue stripes, so I nearly saw it right. Um, And he was limping, and he limped past me, and he went to go and sit in one of those scooter trolleys. So obviously at that point, I chickened out, um, and I started sort of procrastinating, pacing in front of the entrance. Um, And then I just heard him say, now. So I went up to this man, and I said, hi, I know this might sound really weird, but... um, I was doing my hair earlier, and um, I feel, I I heard God say that he wanted me to come down to Winco, where I'd find a man of your description with a knee injury, and I showed him the list as proof. Well, he told me that his name was Ken, and he'd explained that he'd cut his knee open when he was seven years old, and he'd been in pain ever since. So I asked him, well, do you mind if I pray for you? And he was like, yeah, sure. So I just prayed a really simple 10 to 15 second prayer, commanding the pain to go in Jesus' name, amen. And he looked up at me and he said, thank you. And I said, well, do you you feel anything? And he was like, well, the pain's gone. I said, really? He's like, yeah. I said, oh, well, can you do something you couldn't do before? And so he got up and he started swinging his knee around. He's like, I can't feel any pain. I can't feel any pain. And then he hugged me and had tears in his eyes. I think he thought I was an angel. He's like, you're an angel. And then he went off to get a normal trolley without a limp. (laughs) In that moment in California, I did not hear the audible voice. It was an image in my mind 
It was a small whisper, but it led to a big breakthrough for a man who'd been in pain for most of his life. Now, I would love to experience more of these moments in my life, and this story calls me on to keep pressing in and hearing the voice of God for others. But I believe hearing his voice like this is possible for every single one of us who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Saviour. Why? Because we have the precious Holy Spirit. Jesus, speaking to his disciples about his impending departure, he said, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. The theologian David Ford calls this truth an unlimited superabundance of truth. I love that. When we hear the whispers of the Holy Spirit, we know that we're hearing the unlimited, superabundant truth from the very heart of God himself. And this one who speaks truth is not one who just comes to be near us, he comes in us. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? Because he lives in us, because he abides in us, it's not difficult to understand that we can hear his voice. And this voice can come in many forms. It might be a a word or a phrase that comes to our mind, an image in our imagination, a strong sense in our spirit, a prompting, or building on last week's brilliant message, it might be a rhema word from the Bible that leaps out at us and speaks directly into our circumstance. And what we hear from God will never contradict the Bible and it will always sound like Jesus. And I've come to realise as well, you know, if I'm wondering, is this God, is it just me? Is this just a good idea or a God idea? If it's a God idea, I always feel peace. Even if it's a word of challenge, there's always a deep peace that I feel. This voice is better than all other voices. And because it's truth, because it's from the heart of God himself, it's no wonder that small whispers lead to big breakthroughs. Uh, Mark Batterson, he's a pastor and writer in the States, in his book called Whisper, which is all about hearing the voice of God, he says, I realise that the genesis of every blessing, every breakthrough is the breath of God. It started out as nothing more than a still, small voice. And we see that this small whisper also led to a big breakthrough for Elijah. So having heard the whisper of God and been led into this intimate, honest conversation, Elijah was then directed by God to return the way he'd come, where he'd meet Elisha, the man who would become his successor. This one whisper led to a re-envisioning and a reawakening of hope and of purpose and of destiny. And I really do believe that some of you today are gonna hear a whisper from God that transforms your life today. In my experience, the biggest breakthroughs in my life have begun with a small whisper. The idea of going to California, for example, which changed my life, started as just a whisper of an idea. God loves to speak in whispers. And we know that small whispers can lead to big breakthroughs. But in order to hear a whisper, we finally need to be still and create space to listen. According to interruption science, we're interrupted every three minutes. 
I think the fact that there's such a thing as interruption science speaks a lot about the society we're living in. Um, I think it's so challenging to hear the whispers of God because there is so much noise all around us all the time. And I think we can even overload on good noise Christian books and podcasts and we can end up with this sort of secondhand faith, not really hearing God for ourselves. And we can sort of binge and it just feed, 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 but it passes through us so quickly that it doesn't have any lasting benefits. More than ever, I think it's really hard to be still, but I think a lot is at stake if we don't try. Imagine what would have happened to Elijah had he not heard that whisper of God. Mark Batterson says, nothing has the potential to change your life like the whisper of God. Nothing will determine your destiny more than your ability to hear his still, small voice. Because, as we've seen, small whispers can lead to big breakthroughs, either for ourselves or for others. And people might say, I can't hear the voice of God. Well, how much are you listening? A few years ago, I read this beautiful book called Invitation to Solitude and Silence by Ruth Haley Barton. And it's based on Elijah, the text that we've been reading. And I would highly, highly recommend this for anyone seeking to practice being in silence and solitude. It's really practical. Um, Now, I've always thought about my granddad when it comes to silence and solitude. So granddad is a retired bishop in the Church of England. And I remember numerous times on family holidays in the mornings, I'd go rushing into his study and then just stop in my tracks as he would just be sitting there in silence before God. And I'd then like creep back out. And, you know, the more, the older I get, the more that image just impresses on my mind and inspires me. But I still find silence difficult. I don't know about you. And our solitude, I don't mind this so much. I'm a natural introvert. So get me in a dark room by myself. I'm all good. Um, But silence for me is more challenging. Blaise Pascal, um, a scientist, theologian and Christian of the 17th century said, all the unhappiness of men arises from one single fact, that they cannot stay quietly in their own room. (laughs) Silence can sometimes scream at us because in silence, it's like we're confronted with ourselves and if we don't like what we find, we go for distraction tactics. Keep busy, stay moving because sometimes it's too painful to sit alone with ourselves. But Dwayne in his message a couple of weeks ago challenged us to turn off and tune out distractions. What are some of the things that can distract you on a daily basis? And it might be time to get a little bit ruthless. So personally, I'm not on kind of the social media sites, Instagram or Facebook, but I realised that I would be trying to get my dopamine hit in a different way. So if in a kind of more still moment, I might reach my phone, but rather than going for Instagram, I'd go check the news um, or check my messages. Um, And trying to fill all these still moments with something noisy Um, and so I've just tried to be a little bit more ruthless on that and just try and have more set times a day where I check my phone and then just leave it for the rest of the day 
And already I'm noticing just less dopamine means I'm more relaxed, I'm sleeping better, and I'm also just creating more moments in life to be still. Uh, another thing I realized a while ago is that I have music on all the time. I used to wake up, worship music would go on, I'd walk to work with my headphones on, jazz all day in the classroom, classic FM when I come home, the Disney tunes come out when I'm washing up because we don't have a dishwasher and I really need help <laughs> to get through the washing up. Um, but I realized a while ago that I have so much noise all the time and I rarely had moments just of silence, particularly as a teacher. Um, so a couple of years ago, I just tried to make some small adjustments. So each morning I sit now in bed with my cup of tea and my Bible and I just read the Bible in silence rather than having on any background music or worship music. And I found that even just this has really helped me tune in to the whispers of God when I'm reading the Word. I really love what we heard last week about the impact on our growth when we read the Bible regularly. And over the last couple of years, I have grown so much having heard the whispers of God and enjoyed that time of silence with God in the morning. And any whisper that we hear that isn't directly from the Bible, we can filter through the lens of Scripture and see, is this is this God's voice? I think the, the more we know and love the Bible, the more we'll recognise his whispers. So having moments in life for silence and solitude are really important to hear God's voice. As Ruth Haley Barton says, silence deepens the experience of solitude. In silence, we not only withdraw from the demands of life, but also allow the noise of our own thoughts strivings and compulsions to settle down so we can hear a truer and more reliable voice. She goes on to say, in silence we create space for God's activity rather than filling every minute with our own. Even yesterday, Chris and I had a wonderful time of worship on our Sabbath and after this time of worship, I just felt such a weighty sense of the presence of God. And in that moment I was thinking, okay, one, now what do I do? Um, I can go and kind of do something else now, do a crossword or something. Um, but I thought, no, I'm going to practice what I preach. I'm just going to go sit in my armchair and just sit in silence for a little bit. And in that time of silence, I had a really clear whisper of direction for a creative project I'm working on. And I'm so pleased I just stayed there. Had I just rushed on in that moment, I could have missed that. So there are external things that we can do to be still, but I also think there is an inner posturing that we can cultivate and create so that even when our external world is busy and noisy and bustling, we can find a stillness each day within. But silence and solitude isn't the end goal. No spiritual discipline is. There are a vehicle and means by which we can experience a deeper transformation and a more intimate relationship with him. It's in this silence that we get whispers for ourselves and for others. And we're going to hear more about this next week. Um, but I want to close with a final story which I've been given permission to share. Um, a few months ago, I was preparing to host a Sunday morning service in Cambridge. And in my preparation at home that morning, I remember jabbering away to God again. Um, and then remembering that he loves it when I stop and ask him to speak. I did. said, okay, God, is there anything you want to say to me? Is there anything you want to say to your church? And within a few moments, I heard him say this. 
if you were the only person in the world, I would have died for you. Now, I didn't actually feel this was a word specifically for me, so I wondered whether this was a word to bring at the end of the service for our whole church. So I just sat on it for a while, went to church, and as I was listening um, to the preach, the name Esther just came into my mind, clear as day, like as clear as wake up and smell the roses. I sort of sat there for a moment going, Esther, what do I do with that? And then suddenly, ugh, it clicked. That word that you gave me this morning is for someone called Esther. So after the service, as it was closing, as we were sharing words of knowledge, I just said, I believe there's someone here called Esther. And Jesus wants you to know that if you were the only person in the world, he would have died for you. And after the service, I met someone for the first time called Esther. And she said that word was for her. And she said that a couple of weeks earlier, she'd been praying to God and she said, God, I just want to hear you say my name. God is here. <laughs> he knows your name and he'd pick you out of a crowd. He knows every single detail of your life. He loves you so much and he really wants to speak to you. And so we're going to create space now to be still and to listen. So we're gonna to respond together, whichever campus we're in, but we're gonna do this in a bit of a different way. We're gonna stay sat down and in a moment we're gonna hear a beautiful song by Rue Cullen, our worship team leader in Cambridge that she wrote a few years ago called Still Small Voice. And it's a song that just speaks of this desire to hear the whisper of God. Now, after this song finishes, we're then gonna spend a short time in silence. So the song will finish, no one will come up. We're just gonna sit for a little while in silence. And we're just gonna wait to see if God wants to say anything. And I think God will want to minister to us in different ways in this time. I do believe that some of you in this moment are gonna hear a transforming word of God that will change your life. I have faith for that. Um, it might be that you hear a whisper of direction or guidance. Maybe it would be affirmation or a loving challenge. Or it might be like Elijah, you're sitting here and thinking, I've hit a really low point in my life. And all that you might need to hear is God just saying your name. It might actually be that your life is so loud and noisy that you can't remember the last time you just sat in silence. And you might just need to just enjoy the stillness. And if you don't hear anything today, that's okay. Use this time as a way of just starting a bit of a lifestyle of carving out more moments of stillness and silence. Or it might be that you're here and this is actually your first experience of church. Well, I really hope that this is a meaningful moment for you as well. And uh, if you feel uncomfortable with the silence, because if you're not used to it, you might, don't worry, just notice that feeling, let it pass by, and then just wait to see if God wants to say anything. You might just want to say, God, is there anything you want to say? And also I just say, don't force it. God, what do you want to say? I can't hear you. Don't worry, relax, <laughs> enjoy the song, enjoy the stillness. 
and believe that if God wants to say anything to you, He's gonna speak and that you'll hear it. So after this song and after this short time of silence, the host will then come up in whichever campus you're in and close out the service. So before we listen to this song, I'm just gonna pray. Thank you, God, that you love to speak to us. Thank you that you long to whisper to us, to soothe us, to draw us into an intimate relationship with you, to share your secrets with us. Holy Spirit, we create space for you now to speak.